This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 46, Tech Paths, Part 2. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. So bad. I don't feel good. Why, Hunter? What's wrong? Uh, I got super drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got drunk last night too, and I was. We partied. Space cats partied hard I, last night. Well, I had the situation where I was like, "Why do I feel so drunk? I only had two beers." And then this morning, I went, "Oh yeah, I also had a tequila shot." Whoops. Yeah, and that'll you, do. I it. can't believe you do that. I can't believe yeah. you do. Welcome to Cats Talking Alcohol, Alcoholic <laughs> Beverages. Uh, Matt, what's your your beverage combos that you feel like? Yeah, my optimal, the, I, my, I go, my I optimal go, drink path. I go gin tonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a rum and Dr. Pepper guy. Oh, ew. ew. That is so disgusting. No, I, did, I used to do that. I, no, are you I am serious? serious? I've done, uh, our friend, one of our friends from uh, high school is who taught me that. Hi, welcome to this board game podcast with two adults that <laughs> are responsible no people. Of, yeah, yeah. And uh, we want to. Hey, talk, everybody celebrate sometimes. You know, I know people listen to this with their kids because that's really fun, right? Kids understand this and You're are super kid, into it. No, there's no way. But there's plenty of youth pastors that appreciate us keeping it family friendly. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> what are we doing? Hunter, what are we talking about this week? Oh, uh, well, dear. Um, I don't know what to do with this I wish you wouldn't shout at me like that (laughs) (laughs) Last week We had a very good In-depth conversation about tech Mm -hmm. Are you ready to do it again, Hunter? Yeah Yeah. Oh yeah We're doing it again I'm ready (laughs) No, come on, we can do this No, no, we're adult We're we're professional people Uh, Last week we talked about optimal tech paths, right? Right, that and, is exactly what we talked and about. And we, we won't rehash all the same points. You should listen to... Th- this is certainly a two-parter in which we intend maybe for you to listen to... Maybe. This might be a three-parter. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see uh, how long we go here. There is a lot to do. Um, but uh, you should listen to last week's episode before you listen to this one, for sure. Because uh, mm-hmm. this is a continuation of the discussion of Optimal Tech Paths. Uh, we did want to, off the top, though, kind of dig in a little bit more to like some of the things we were discussing and get a little bit more specific because all the factions we're going to talk about today. So, so what we're doing is we're breaking down what are different factions, most optimal tech paths, right. considering their faction tech, et cetera, et cetera. Considering their starting tech and their, right. you know, faction tech. And, um, and we sort of defined this last week, but we need to get really specific about what, what are the combos that work and what don't work. So again, to reiterate, we want to get two techs in two color. We want to get three upgrades really and we want to make ourselves good. We want to have powerful stuff. And we want to do it as fast as possible. Well, we want to get two upgrades. And I think we just we just need to qualify for that qualify third. For the and third. we're going to talk about that. We're going to throw that third into the path a lot um, in the episode today. Those are not always... We're not necessarily saying like every time like, oh, yeah, you have yeah. to get to that. It's right. more like if we come to the end of the path that we're recommending and, oh, we also qualify for that third, that's, that's very good. And right. that's going to be important for that stage two objective if it comes out right which is worth the whole two points so like you do want to think about that yeah yeah so let's talk about 
ignoring factions and starting tech and faction technology, there are there's basically three there's six permutations of what combos can look like. If we need two and two colors, there are six permutations that we can have. Uh, and there are three that work, and there are three that don't. Right. There are three that just straight up you cannot qualify for enough. Well, and it's not that they don't work, period. Right. It's just that they don't they don't have any of the synergy that we were talking yeah. about last week. Um, I also used, what was the other S word I was using a lot last week? You said week? symmetry a lot, and I still symmetry. don't understand where. And I don't really, I, don't I listened to the episode the other day. I don't all. really know what that means either. I think by symmetry, I you just meant, meant synergy. Like, I think I meant synergy, but I said symmetry a lot. But yeah. I also kind of stand by it. Like, I think symmetry is like a fun okay, word. And there's fun. a lot of symmetry in the word symmetry. Sure. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you chop it up. You kind of chop and screw that word. You can so let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the combos that work. So last week we talked a lot about soul because the best combo in the game Probably blue, blue green. green. Probably. Right? Yeah. You get two blue, you get two green, you can get fighter two, infantry two, and carrier two. Right. That's like the fastest thing to get for any faction in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, super the, efficient. Su- super efficient. The next one is you could get... Uh, th- this. The, the next two are weirder. You could get red-yellow combo, which the, the red-yellow combo looks a little gross because really the most efficient way to do red-yellow is red, red, red yellow and mm-hmm. now you can get three upgrades but you need to get one more yellow kind of out of the way right you also have to get some not so good tech you also have to but... get destroyer two and Majin, which is kind of like Bleh, right what a, what a waste so red yellow is always improved greatly by a red skip mm-hmm. if you can get a red skip you'd get red red war sun and then yellow and you could even get your second yellow and get Space Dock 2 instead of Destroyer 2, sure, right? Sure. So that works just as well. And then the last one is blue-yellow. Blue-yellow's also got some weirdness. Blue-yellow is good because of the added benefit of Dreadnought 2 being a good, a upgrade. very, very good yeah. upgrade. And so you can get Carrier 2, Dreadnought 2, and then the third upgrade is where things get a little weird. You get, what, you get your second yellow and you get Space Dock 2 again. Sure. Um, but it doesn't always gel with all those other things. Blue-green blue, is by far the one that just kind of like always fits together pretty well yeah there's just no filler and there's no there's no fat on the bone right so the combos that don't work are very and we specific. mean don't work not in a like again not in a hardcore way in a like let's like in in a by the definition of what we're trying to accomplish green and yellow you could get green green infantry two yellow sure. yellow space dock two and nothing else. You, right. There are no. There is no other way to achieve another upgrade having only green and yellow tech. Yeah. So you're yeah. going to have to go out of your way to get something else. Usually it's going to be like what a red tech and you're cruiser two, in there. or like blue in there for fighter two. Yeah, or, something yeah. like that. Uh, then you've got your blue red tech. You know, red red is going to get you Majin and destroyer two, and blue blue is going to get you carrier two, and then. That's it. What? Yeah you, yeah. you get yellow for the Dreadnought 2 after the fact, but like you're not really getting a lot done with the blue-red. Now, I would say blue-red is maybe improved by the fact that usually the way it actually works out is maybe you get blue-yellow and you add in red because if you're getting upgraded Dreadnought 2, plasma scoring helps the bombardment. There's some synergy in just the gameplay side of things, mm-hmm. but it is not by itself an optimal tech path it it doesn't work and then the worst one is green red green red green red is is very very uh useless because you're gonna get infantry two you're gonna get 
destroyer two and then you have to go out of your way to get something else you're going to get a yellow and pds two um i mean i guess that works right that's pretty that's pretty heavily defended mm -hmm. upgraded infantry some some plasma scoring some magen and some pds that's that has a line of logic to it but that's also not doing anything that is purely defensive and it accomplishes almost nothing right and we're and, trying to get a lot done right. in basically like what like six rounds six, of tech six to eight total tech right is the the gist eight is like on the way high end eight six is, on is the, uh -oh, six man. is usually about what it requires basically right. Right. six tech purchases or whatever um so should we dive right into this i mean should we just start getting into some some factions yeah, I think I, I think so. I think we should just dive into uh, we've we God we really smacked our head up against the wall yeah. trying to trying to do all these, and we'll, we'll see how many we get done uh, sure. within this episode. Maybe we'll get them all done. I don't know. We'll see. We'll Hunter, see. are there? We've got a list here, but is there any one you want to do first? Is there just anything that's like? Let's start at the tippy top, right. baby. Clanasar. Yeah, Clanas. Clanisar is probably one of the easier ones. We're, we're still working from this, like, we just came off a Mentac that has a fairly decent path. Clanisar's path is pretty good because Clanisar is all up in the blue-yellow, and blue-yellow works pretty well. Right. So let's, let's just right off the top lay out what our path is and how well we think it works, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the first path we see for Clanisar is... You get chaos mapping round one because chaos mapping is just very good for the Clanisar. It's very good round one specifically. There are arguments to get gravity drive round one if you're like pushing for Mechatol right away or something like that. But generally speaking, and especially if you take uh, warfare, I, I think chaos mapping is always going to be better. You start with anti mass, so you start with the qualif qualifications for chaos mapping, and you're going to be getting trade goods. You're going to be able to accomplish a lot if you get it. Mm-hmm. You, you, it can allow you to expand to a huge amount of systems round one. What about the argument for Sarween first? What do you think? Sarween first is okay, but the problem is you're, you're building at the end of your activations, so everything you're building is only in service of round two. Right. Chaos mapping, you can build stuff and use it right this second. Right. And Sarween doesn't combo off a of chaos mapping, so why not get the thing that helps you right now mm -hmm. and isn't going to be and wasted just later kind of allows you to spread out i mean you were yeah. talking that some people were theory crafting in the discord yeah. that you could take like six you can planets. take six systems with six the clan sr round one if you stretch yourself way too thin and you actually even have six systems with planets you know in range right but there is a way to like every turn be but you have to time out tech perfectly you have to time out all these things perfectly but you can you can build ground forces and keep moving and stretch all of your you know, space docks into multiple places. It's pretty crazy, but okay. it's very so, specific. So we've got chaos mapping. We've got two blue. Yes. We start with anti-mass. Right. What's next? Sarween tools, because sure. it's Sarween. Yep. Get it fast, and it's great. Uh, and then this is where things can go in different directions, depending on how your game goes. But what we're going to just throw out there from a baseline is next should be graviton laser systems, which isn't useful for you at all. It is a dead tech. But then you get Floating Factory 2, which is huge for sure. your faction. Sure. And that's our first upgrade. Right. Then Gravity Drive, because you've got the blue and Gravity Drive is great. So that's our second in blue. We have two in yellow, two in blue. We get Dreadnought 2 and we get Carrier 2. We're done. So Dread 2 kind of becomes their like late game yes. tech. Right. The, the like, all right, well, I have these huge fleets. I've had them the whole time and now they're fighting better. Right. Uh, the, the, the 
part where I think you could diverge is instead of going straight for Floating Factory 2, you can go for Dread 2 so that you have stronger forces, and then you get the Floating Factory later so that you can start shoveling out big swarms right at the end of the game. Right. But it just depends on what you need to accomplish. What would you say if somebody had a yellow skip? Um, is it worth going for Transit versus Graviton? Uh, no, it's worth getting either. If you have a yellow skip, you just get Floating Factory 2. Oh, well, oh for two see, tech and two colors. Exactly, you still got right, the right. two tech. Transit is worth it, absolutely, because right. Graviton is completely dead to you. I don't see SAR building PDS ever. I don't see the point. Mm-hmm. The only reason you build a PDS is because you took construction so that you could build another space dock, and you just happen to plop a PDS somewhere right, else. Right, But the, SAR is not a PDS faction, and Graviton is not going to be useful to you. Yeah, silly. Um, so, Hunter, what's the what's our big caveat with the clan of SAR? Well, so... Necro, <laughs> this is this is actually really strange because we're not going to do this again in the no. whole guide, but we are going to talk about if Necro is in play, um, how much Floating Factory 2 can just be such a nuisance. Yeah, we don't need to let them have that. Right. Um, and, that and honestly, lip- you know what? I want to say this. This this path we're about to do maybe isn't even a Necro thing. Like, I, I, I think I it's see, better than, yeah. Than I think people can make for. arguments that you don't need Floating Factory 2. I right. kind of think you do because you have no other way to increase the effectiveness of your Floating Factories. I mean, there's, there's a lot that Floating Factory 2 grants you. Plus one movement and extra build capacity is a big deal. I think you'll see, though, what is less optimal about the path as we yeah. describe it. So we're going to do Chaos and Sarween again, like, like we did with the other path. And then our third tech is going to be Neural. So... The thing is, we've got... We've diverged. We've diverged. And now we don't have... We don't qualify, and it's round three. Yep. Um, But then what Neural allows us to do is get Fighter 2, which is... It, really like, great. Combat-wise, like, probably a better tech for SAR. Yeah. Like, this is probably a... a, a uh, Well, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, scrappier. Yeah. This is a scrappier yeah, yeah, SAR yeah. than the other one. You're kind of foregoing... Uh, just like pumping out more stuff for like, I'm just going to protect myself with fighters. There are certain worlds where this isn't going to be worth it because of, you know, depending on who you're up against. But a good fighter swarm on a Sarball is is a very, very useful thing. And then letting those fighters kind of trickle out and improve your slug trail is not a bad thing right. either. So now, though, we've kind of got, we've got two blue, we've got one yellow, we've got one green, we've got one upgrade. And I kind of feel like, I mean, you put... Grab drive next, and then Dread actually, two this, is a, two, this is a this is a this is a mistype. We don't even need grab drive for dread two because we have chaos mapping. That's so true. I, that's actually a mistype. Grab drive is useful for SAR because gravity drive is a good tech. But I should throw that out that you actually only need you can get you can go straight for dread two. Right. So actually, what this path should read is chaos sarween neural fighter two dread two carrier two. You're right. But the only thing is that in that path you don't qualify for two tech and two colors. Right. And uh, that is a problem. Right. That is a problem. Um, I think it is probably a stronger path, but it is it is certainly a problem. Yeah, and and the thing about talking about this subject of like optimal, there's this like kind of combat thing uh-huh. in the in in the consideration all the time. Um, so I mean, I think that second path is better in a lot of ways. Yeah, but because neural's good. But then if if two tech and two colors comes out. Uh, you're going to be sad to see it, and you're right. just going to have to buy a tech that Something. is not really going to be that useful to you. Right. Uh, you're going to have to get 
graviton anyways with all that other tech you're going to yeah. get which is a bummer what's funny about both of these is really they reinforce each other like if you had enough time if you took tech enough times i would recommend both like i would say have neural have fighter 2 also have graviton also have floating factory 2 because i mean you know the one thing you want with fighter 2 is the ability to produce more right, right. like if i want to get a bunch of fighters out i want space docks that can produce seven of them at a time mm -hmm. so it it does get really weird and so if you can get a lot of tech you should go for both but what we're trying to define here is like what is the fastest path that is powerful but also gets us all of those qualifications as fast as possible yeah and it also just depends on how your game is going if if you are a SAR that is really rolling in the money and you haven't kind of had that late game like exhaustion kind of hit right you, uh maybe you don't feel like dread 2 is that necessary in the late game yeah you know yeah so let's let's dive into another one. Um, I kind of want to revive the Lizix uh, okay. debacle real okay. quick. I want to jump yeah. into that because I think it's a good transition point from SAR because we're talking about blue yellow mm -hmm. and Lizix is certainly another blue yellow faction. Right. Super blue yellow. So what's the problem with Lizix? Well, they don't start with the blue or yellow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it kind of goes against the whole thing. Right. Uh, they start with plasma and neural. But as we described in the beginning, green red is you. Like, we're never going to get anywhere with green red. Right. There is no point in sticking with green red. And honestly, we have the two best to start with, anyways. Besides, hy like hypermetabolism, obviously, we would love to have that. But right. in, as, in terms of starting tech, plasma and neural are great, especially for the Lizix. Right. So, what's our pathway? So it's anti mass, grab drive. Sarween, and I don't care about the order there. That kind of no. that's yep. kind of dealer's choice. You'll probably get Sarween first in some cases, but then in other cases you might be you like, "Oh, I need movement. grab drive right. now." Right. Um, and then dread two, and then inheritance. However, we need one more yellow. To we get need to one more yellow to get to inheritance. Uh, so the thing about L one, which I described before, and I still feel is that if you can yellow skip up to inheritance, it kind of changes everything. Yeah. Um, but the basic idea is anti mass grav. Sarween, Dread 2, and then for that second color, what? I mean, there's there's a lot of different things you can Just do. Anything. If, if you had a green skip, you could go, you could skip to Hyper, right. which would be cool. So here's here's the weird discussion with Lizix, because I, I feel like Lizix is interesting in terms of this optimal tech path, because if we have our yellow tech skip in our pie slice and we just get inheritance systems before we get anything else, we now currently have... We, ha we got Sarween, and then we got Inheritance Systems. So we have two yellow. But now we can get any tech in the game. Right. So technically speaking, we can now make everything optimal. Because we right. can get, like you just said, hypermetabolism for a second green, because why not? And mm -hmm. then three upgrades, and then we're done. We have all of it. Right. Um, but the big debate is if you have enough time, if those first few techs did anything for you, which is why we want the yellow skip. If, well, if you have to get Graviton on the way, it makes your early game as Lizix kind of annoying, as opposed to, in most situations, like, Gravity Drive is good, Anti-Mass is good, so everything that's on the way to Dread 2 is useful. Right, and also there's the problem of, like, I don't know, if you can skip straight to Inheritance Systems, yeah, you might end up picking up Grav because you're going to go with the flagship. So right. now the flagship needs Grav Drive to be viable. Right. Um, yeah, you can just research Dreadnought 2 willy-nilly. But yeah, it just feels, I don't know. It feels it like feels you're retreading weird. the same ground you already covered. Right. So I do think if you don't have the yellow skip, you should just go for getting the Super Dreadnought 2 
fast and then work your way into inheritance systems to, to round everything out. But I do see the problem there being like we are we are going to spend some time waiting around before we get our last two upgrades or whatever. Right. I just um, think inheritance, it's like, why not? Because the the handful of things that it gets you to um, is interesting for L1. Like the idea yeah. of going War Sun mid-game with L1, uh, technically you have, you know, you have more access than most people to, uh, to like with Harrow, yeah. bombardment just kind of gets crazier and crazier. Um, what, I mean, what else? I mean, you he, could go, you could go for hyper at that here's, point. With here's, I'm kind of thinking this through right now. And, and here's maybe my, where I'm realizing, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, as we're talking about it, I think I'm getting more into inheritance systems from an optimal tech path. Cause, cause if we, let's say we do the dreadnought two method. Sure. We go anti, we go gravity drive, we go Sarween, we get dread two. Let's say we don't have a tech skip, right? Okay. We have to get graviton. So this is round five. Mm -hmm. we're, now we're getting yes. inheritance systems. Mm -hmm. And now... We can tack on any late game tech that any we Any two tech, right? Okay, War Sun 2, or I mean War Sun, and whatever else I want. Infantry 2, why not? Right. Right, okay, so that's two, four, six, eight tech mm -hmm. that it took me to get to this point. Right. The alternative being, if I go straight to inheritance systems, it's Sarween to Graviton again, which is annoying... And now, and this is round two where you have graviton. Inheritance. Then, Drink now we have, we have our two yellow. Right. Technically, we have three, but now we can get anything we want. So if we want the fastest route, we get hyper, because that's the best thing we could possibly sure. get with our... Sure. We have the green. So that's two green, two yellow, and then we get three upgrades. Where did that put us? Two, four, seven versus the eight we just described. So technically speaking... Inheritance systems is the faster pathway to getting all the completed objectives. It's more optimal, but you don't have like in the you don't have you as powerful up, tech. No, you don't have this powerful tech, and you don't. Your early game, I think, is way more vulnerable. Right. Because actually, here's what it is: it's it's you don't have as much movement. Is really all it comes right, down. You're right. just not getting the blue tech. Right. And is that going to be okay? Probably not in most games. Because because um, it's a why. I mean, but you're what you're doing is replacing the movement with hypermetabolism. That's sure. like the big thing. We're replacing movement with another command counter each round. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure not how sure that checks there. out. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know where that goes. I, I just really like the simplicity of blue, yellow, and then once you have inheritance, you can throw in a a right. whatever tech right. in that last round of the game that's gonna help you. Right. I think so often anti mass and gravity drive are just so important that it does become necessary. But I don't know. I don't know. You can make the argument to me in both ways, I think. I, I think, think I think this systems, one I don't think this argument is ever going to go away. No. I think inheritance systems is just like kind of a controversial tech in this way that yeah. it, it just like yeah. it it's just hard to judge it. Um I think it's the thing I got the most flack for in the first round strategy guides was. Right. Well, here's actually, you know what? Here's here's another argument ag against it. So in the going inheritance first, mm -hmm. we spent 8 extra dollars on tech right in the other one we spent four extra dollars on tech right so really it's a it's a one tech it, it equalizes itself doesn't it one is seven tech but eight extra cost one is eight tech with four extra costs so right. they both equal out to you bought nine tech right you had to afford nine tech right so it really is just 
figure it out on your own. Which right. which do you need earliest? Right. I think strategically, I will pretty much stand by the the blue yellow because you need gravity drive right away just to get to systems to take fast. Right. Is kind of the argument. Right. Is like I I need to be able to get things, so I need. I need blue tech. I just feel like in general, um, every faction needs to head for some sort of upgrade by like the third or fourth round. And what I don't like about the one that you proposed is that if it's Sarwing, Graviton, Inheritance, we can't even get an upgrade until like fourth round, essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a, it is the slower path in the, in the, this is a weird thing to say. It's slower in the short term, but it is faster in the long term. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same cost, faster in the long term. But it, it just depends on what type of early game you're having. Right. If you're having an early game where you can afford to just you know what? sit there. That's the way to think about it. Right. Is you go for inheritance system if your pie slice is pretty good and like all the good planets are close to yeah. you. But if your stuff, if you got to like reach out to those equidistant systems to get stuff, you should go for gravity drive right. first. You right. You need to get far fast. Right. So you should just plan to do that. Let's do another. Uh, I, I feel like we should just keep harping on uh, on this blue yellow trend. Mm-hmm. So who do you want to talk about next? We got two uh, options really for blue yellow. Let's do let's do your winnow your winnow winnow stuff. Yeah, yeah. winnow is pretty simple. I think um, because I don't. I will not make a case for going blue first, right? Winu has the added benefit of you start with whatever tech you want. Right. So technically speaking, in terms of optimal like guide, that's that's an awesome ability, right? I can pick which optimal path I want to go down, um, except for there isn't a choice because you should get Starween tools. Right. No questions asked. Uh, people will try to make the argument of anti-mass so that you can get gravity drive really fast and get to Mechatol faster, but... The only way you're going to hold on to Mechatol Rex, and this is what we outlined in our Winu episode, is with hegemonic uh, trade policy. Yeah. If you don't already have it hegemonic, it's just not going to work. You're not going to hold on to it. You right. won't have enough stuff there, and you won't be able to do enough with your space dock while you're there. I think what it comes down to is that like, if your idea is to sprint to Mechatol with Winu, which you it is. don't... Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is if you're going to go blue right. and use that as the way that you're going to get to Mechatol... You're not going to get there first, no, right. even if you do sprint. Right, and you're not going to keep it. Uh, yeah. No you, way. You, you don't have the stuff. You don't have the massive freight right. Right. to keep it. Um, so there's no point in trying to do something that isn't going to work. Yep. So let's assume, basically, we start with Sarween. What is our path? Okay, well, it's Sarween, Graviton, Hegemonic. And this is where it's actually not 100% optimal, right? Because we only need two in yellow, and we're getting the third, but it's just because Hegemonic is so important. Right. Well, uh, you're you're going to replace that tech two tech and two colors point that you didn't get with hopefully having Mechatol and another point. Right. right. Exactly. So uh, then we get Hegemonic, and then we go for Space Dock too, which is something you can kick down the road if you want to, uh, because if you're really leaning into the Mechatol Rex thing and you have Hegemonic, you're technically already producing eight units there. Right. right. When you want to produce Space Dock two is just on top. Space Dock yeah. two is just because you have the two yellow, and it. Do- I mean, producing ten things on Mechatol Rex is also. Not bad. Right. And producing... You have no other way to keep it, right. by the way. You don't have a fancy, like, no. your infantry aren't, like, no. crazy You just good. need to get like, as much right. stuff there as you possible. You literally just have to do it the, the lamest way right. possible. And, and the other the other advantage with Space Dock 2 is it's going to make it to where you can produce uh, eight in your home system yeah. with 
flip with using hegemonic or just seven normally. Uh, so okay, we did Sarween, Graviton, Hegemonic, Space Dock two, and then we go blue. Right. Anti Grav, Dread two, Carrier two, standard I mean, stuff there. Honestly, I think I I would say what I like about um going anti after hegemonic is then you get grab drive so by like round four you've satisfied two tech and two colors yeah. that seems nice yeah it's still fairly early and right. then we're getting dread two which is good and we're getting carrier two and then, yeah from there and i can... want i want carrier two very badly actually specifically as winu because my idea for winu is mechatol rex is this crazy production center where you're pumping out huge amounts of stuff and then sending it anywhere on the board you can possibly dream right of. so right. if we were to continue this even further i honestly am at the point where i would think if, if for some reason which you will not have games like this almost ever as winu but if you're if you've got a lot of cash and time uh you can keep going towards fleet logistics and Lightwave deflector and Lightwave deflector while you're sitting on Mechatol Rex with huge fleets pretty cool. that can move really fun. And your carriers are going to move three. Right, with grab drive, yeah. It's, it's not a bad place to be in. Right. Yeah, but that's kind of a magic Christmas It's kind of a magic you're, Christmas You're probably land. not going to get that much yeah. tech. The, the most we're hoping for is to accomplish the Dread 2 Carrier 2 to, to complete everything we needed for, for that. Uh, I'll throw out the, the don't get Space Dock 2 and instead spend an extra amount of time getting... Um, neural and then just fighter two because sure uh, because neural's great and that's the only reason i make that argument is neural's good and winu could certainly stand to have more action cards they need sabotages just mm -hmm. to get rid of the stuff that's going to hurt mechatol they need things that stop you know th they would love a repeal repeal law there there's all kinds of action cards they want and neural's pretty useful neural's in weird general. though because it you know there's the neural effect of like the later you get it, the less effective right. it is. Right, so when are we fitting that into this? Right. Probably right after hegemonic. And so, yeah, you're just kicking Round too many things maybe. down the road. Yeah. It, it's messy, but right. it's, you're playing Winu. That's literally the definition of Winu is a messy game. Right. I mean, I I like what you laid out. I think my personal would be, obviously, you start with Sarween, Graviton, Hegemonic, and then Anti, then Grav, and then Dealer's Whatever choice. upgrades yeah. you what need I, first. What I, you, you qualify for enough. Whatever makes sense at the time. If you don't yep. feel like you need Space Dock 2, then don't get it. You right. know, get Dread 2, get Carrier 2. I think throwing Neural into the mix, you might get messed up by the VPs. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Let's uh, let's keep... This feels like we're just, like, doing a marathon, doesn't it? Like we're Yeah, just... it actually, it feels like a lot. It's it's kind of an insane episode that we put together with... Yeah. Uh, it's pretty... It's thick. It's yeah. rich. It's, rich. it's <laughs> This is the, the, cake, the cheesecake of... Space Cats <laughs> episodes. Uh, let's let's do some more blue yellow. Blue light. I think blue yellow is feeling more and more like a very very good option. Right. Even though I think blue green is the best and mm -hmm. most effective, most factions can make a better case for blue yellow. Right. Um, so let's hit up. Let's hit up everyone's favorite. Uh, do too many Barony. things at once. Oh, yeah. uh, Barony Aletnev. Right. Um, you start with. Plasma scoring red and anti-mass deflectors blue. You get a blue and a we red. We love that blue red. We love, love boy howdy blue, blue red. Honestly, uh, Barony Aletnev is one of the few factions you can make a case to me that they can actually stick with blue red and have a decent game out of sure. it. Sure. Um, so I feel like maybe it's worth bringing up the blue red path first. Okay. Just to, I think because I want to quash it a little bit. I think it's a weird case, but sure. Yeah. So you start with the blue red. You need two reds to get one of your faction technology, uh, which is non-Euclidean shielding. Right. Which is a good tech, very good. 
Uh, I think I downplay it nowadays. Um, when we first talked about uh, non-Euclidean shielding, like the earliest episodes, we were very, very into it. Right. And it was just a holdover from TI3. That was a holdover from yeah. TI3 because in TI3, you can just get non-Euclidean shielding whenever right. you want. There were no prerequisites. And the fact that you have to go through Majin to get non-Euclidean shielding and that the red tech tree is otherwise not especially useful, it does lessen the effect of non-Euclidean shielding. The tech works effectively the same, Mm -hmm. but it slows down the rest of your game enough to where I kind of have knocked it down a few pegs in my overall like ranking of tech. Right. But let's say we want to get non-Euclidean shielding. So we got to get... Majin. Majin. Yeah. Then we get non-Euclidean shielding. Now where do we go? Well, we should get Sarween and we should get Dread 2. Sure. Because there's no point in having non-Euclidean shielding if we're not going to have Dread 2. You know what might be safer in this path that you're throwing out there is to get Grab Drive first. So we've got a little bit of movement as an option. Sure. So grab drive first. Okay. Then the nasty Majin. Yep. Hopefully you got to, maybe you got to skip. This this is completely changed with the skip. Barony wants red skip more than any other faction in the game. I think so. Um, Because being able to skip to non-Euclidean makes the sound so much safer. People people will make an argument for Embers and Muat wanting a red skip. And I... I'll buy it, but sure. but I think Barony wants it a little bit more. I um, just think Barony can make more efficient use of yeah. it. So we've got uh, we've got two blue, we've got two red, so we're good there. We throw a Sarween in, and then we start getting upgrades. Right. We can get. I mean, if we get our once we get our non-Euclidean shielding, we literally have three red and a yellow. Barony's not a bad faction to have War Sons. Sure. I, I don't think War Sons are generally amazing because of how late they come into the play. But the difference here, and I think this is an important difference, is we're talking about Barony. Mm-hmm. Barony tech fast. Yeah, that's true. They're they're the best faction for tech round one. Yeah, because you can afford two tech. Right. Nobody right. else can baseline afford two tech. If anyone else gets two tech, Outside they're lucky. Of Jolnar, but remember what we said before. Yeah. Well, Jolnar still has trouble getting two tech. That's true. They can that's get the point. free tech, but they have trouble getting a second tech. Yeah. Um. So nobody gets tech round one like Barony does, and then you can keep doing that. I mean, some of my, you know, if we're playing Scientist Aletnev, we're hoping to take tech the first two rounds, so by the end of round two, we have six tech. Like, right. that's, that is enough to get us War Suns. It's insane. You can have round, end of round two War Suns available to you, and Here's you're me. still Barony, so you still have lots of money, so you can technically, like, you have half of a War Sun in your home system. Sure. So, they're one of the few factions that can maybe afford War Incoming Suns. Hunter's first War Sun argument against. Go. Uh, if you go Dread 2, you have Dreadnoughts already on the board. Right. Obviously. Right. Everywhere. Right. Um, and it, this is going to be like round three at the earliest. Yeah. It's probably round four or yeah. five. Right. Um, the idea of being like, okay, I've had these mostly movement one dreadnoughts. We've had grab drive for a while, so like they're, they're, they're they haven't to. been useless. But the idea of suddenly being like, hey, they all can move now and possibly even converge on a on a specific yeah. point in the mid game that's necessary. Right. Um, I just it just sounds safer to me. Well, and it's also safer because dreadnought twos ignore direct hit, and that's the biggest problem of using a war sun is right. there's no way to get away from that right. and especially in a game where people get dreadnought to a lot direct hits are like exclusively used on flagships and war suns right. so like if you point. are the faction that gets an early war sun everyone's like cool holding on to every direct hit right and using it on the the baronies war suns like there's just no other reason and also like like 
Barony have like one of the best alternatives to War Sons with their flagship. Right. That still allows them to ignore Exactly. Um, you don't planetary need defense. Yeah, yeah. You don't need War Sun the other benefit of War Sons is ignoring planetary defense and you you do that. You're you fine. do that. You always have that option. Yep. So I mean I don't know how I feel about it. I think uh, I I think in some ways it does sound it does make the strongest case for blue red um, that is really out there. But it's still proof that blue red is not especially effective. I mean, honestly, I don't problem. think I would go down the path you're describing. Period. Point blank, unless I had a red skin. Yep. Yep. And that yep. is the only way I would consider Correct. it. Correct. And even still, it's a little slow getting to dreadnought two if I'm not focusing on tech. Right. You know, like. It's to, it's that's a lot of tech before we actually get any upgrades. Yeah. So what's our other pathway? What's the better option? What's the better barony? Play? I don't know. I, I actually don't know if it's better. I just know that it's safer. Yes. It is kind of essentially blue yellow. Mm-hmm. It's uh you know, gravity drive dread two or sorry it's gravity drive sarween yeah dread two carrier two. PDS two. Yeah. We got Might as well. You got uh, that's the sure. fastest route, right? I mean, you throw that PDS two on there. You're just tacking that on. That's if it comes up. If the third sure. upgrade comes up, so really, you qualify for the stage one ones with carrier two, dread two, and, that and it one's didn't not take even a lot my to favorite get. either, though. No, it but really it is isn't. safer. The, I think the fun one that we've kind of thrown out there is this idea of including cruiser two, fighter two into the mix. I like this because I, I'm always interested in a barony that plays up the fleet supply more than the big scary ships yeah right there's something to that and i haven't got to play it out completely myself yet and i want to but if we start with a blue and a red this is going in a different direction but if we get neural because neural is great and we get sarween we can get cruiser two and we can get fighter two because we've got one of every base mm-hmm. color, and now mm-hmm. we just need two of two more colors. Like we can, we can still go for dread two later. But I think there's an argument here for filling out all of the bottom shelf, and what then sucks? cruiser two, fighter two. What sucks about anytime you fill out the bottom shelf? I like that. Uh-huh. That'll be a new. Anytime <laughs> you fill out the bottom shelf, uh, if if it takes you too long, and the only way, the only reason we're bringing this up for barony is that the idea is that it won't take you too long. No, because you can get a lot. But of if tech. it does end up taking you too long then by the end of the game, you're kind of just getting your yep. stuff online and you don't have any super cool tech, right. the, any, any super cool late game tech that's really right. going to help you out. But it has the added benefit of putting you maybe technically closer to the the dream of two, co- two tech in every color. Right. Which we said last week, we're not including into this discussion because it's too far out of the way for everybody. Um, but Barony can kind of think about doing that right and also remember scientists of letnev can we, think about we are that. 10 point game boys yeah so this For is now. and this is all kind of in that 10 point game boy kind of thing. right yeah uh, who knows how like we will probably have to basically you can accomplish so much more tech point. objectives in 14 point games. i'm gonna throw another thing out uh against cruiser to your cruiser 2 fighter 2 thing okay. i think personally i would maybe throw in um cruiser 2 or fighter 2 like in addition to the dread 2 normal stuff uh-huh um the problem is, if you just go for Cruiser 2, Fighter 2, you've technically made plasma scoring basically a dead tech. Yeah. Now plasma scoring isn't helping That's you true. at all. true. Bombardment it's, it's is just, a big deal with Dread 2. It's just two. not useful. I think maybe it's maybe I shouldn't even talk about Fighter 2 as much. It's really that I see some value in getting Neural in general, and that opens up access to... Cruiser two. Cruiser two, and that's that's the exact tech path I played last time really? that I played Barony. What no was exactly that was um, basically sprinting to Dread two, 
um, and then getting Neural and then getting Cruiser 2. I think I got Cruiser 2 instead of Carrier 2. That was my whole thing. Was now I've got these dreads and cruisers that are care like so basically my idea was like i want my fleets to not have to depend on carriers at all so they have lots of dreadnoughts with cruisers that can also carry some ground forces and the and the cruisers with movement three are like you can bring cruisers from practically anywhere to add to the big force well that's true and that that is a factor in it but it honestly was all about the capacity and i didn't really because i was never really going to strike out too much with the cruisers, I felt like because I yeah. didn't have enough. I mostly had invested in dreadnoughts, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, so let's let's do one more. Let's do one more blue yellow, and then next week is going to be the like deluge of all the other color options, right? Because I think blue yellow is is after the blue green thing, which we kind of covered last week, is really the thing. Like soul is the best at blue green, right? So our our last blue yellow faction is Hakan. And like we have kind of said before, it is purely because they start with blue yellow. Right. They're just already on they're already a blue yellow faction despite neither of their factions. Well, they have a yellow faction tech that is super late game and then they have a green faction tech. They are the they are the soul of blue yellow. Right. They are Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hi- like hyper um, you know, hyper efficient. Yeah. Um they still have to they're almost exactly like soul because the thing about Hakan is you might have to get Graviton, and Graviton is kind of the Dax of animators right. for Soul, where it's like, is this that useful? I guess it's probably more obviously useful for Soul than it is for Hakan. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and throw out the traditional blue-yellow for Here, Hakan. Here's here's what I think I want to do. I want to lay out the blue-yellow, and then I want to lay out the other two options like right off the bat mm-hmm. so that we can talk about all three of them against each other. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, no, no, no. I, so I, let's I'm talk about what we see as the most efficient. We're calling it right up off the bat. We both think this is the best option. Right. Is you start with blue, yellow, anti, and sarween. You get gravity drive. You get dreadnought two. You get carrier two. Or graviton, depending or on graviton. the order. Or graviton. Yeah. Uh, you end up with both of them. You get transit diodes. You get quantum data hub node. You get space dock two. You can also flip the order of Space Dock 2 anywhere in there if you right. want if, to. If that, if you can get if it before transit, out. you can get it after transit, before right. quantum, right. whatever. The end goal, though, is you have Quantum Data Hub node, you have Dread 2, Carrier 2, and Space Dock 2 as your upgrades. You only ever had blue and yellow tech. Right. Very efficient and gets their superpower tech. Right. But what you didn't get is production biomes, but like, in most cases, that's fine. You're, right. You're going to be okay. So let's talk about the other two options. Let's talk about if you really, really want their faction tech. Or like you have the, you know, I need my two faction tech secret objective. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we start with the blue yellow. We get Neural, Gravity Drive, Fighter 2, Dreadnought 2, Dax of Animators, Production Biomes, Infantry 2. So this is the... This one, I, I got out of order a little bit, but this is the I want to get Production Biomes... And so I want to go blue-green. Right. This is trying to play into the blue-green route. Infantry 2 are good. Production biomes isn't that bad. Uh, there, there's a lot you can do. I said dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're still getting Dreadnought 2 in here. So there's 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 a lot happening in that one. But I think we think it's worse straight up because biomes is worse. Right. And biomes is also worse later. Yeah. Uh, where yeah, you yeah. specifically placed it in the. It doesn't, it's not especially helpful. Let's see. That, so then what you do then is if we move. We if go we move neural, Dax of, Dax of biomes. Then. Uh, grab drive, fighter two, dread two, infantry two. And now we two. put off Ugh. fighter two, dread two till like way late game. Right. And we've it's got too biomes. Late. Yeah. But uh, 
I don't know. It just, again, this one, this is kind of similar to that point we were making before with L1. If you're having a game where you're like, I'm just going to sit back as a con, yep. maybe you can sprint right, for biomes. Right, It's not a bad thing. So let's talk about the one other option, which is the like, I don't understand how this makes sense really but i've seen people do this it's it's basically green yellow it yeah, is it's green yellow which we have said doesn't really work but you have two pretty good faction techs one of which is many people see as a required get uh so let's let's break down green yellow neural motivator mm-hmm. dax of animators right production biomes okay that's one one down we had sarween so now we get graviton we get tra- transit diodes we get quantum data hub node. We now have both of our faction techs, but we have no upgrades. No upgrades. Zero upgrades. So we, what we qualify for is infantry two, space dock two, and fighter two. We still just even barely got quantum data hub node like in time. In time. Right. Right. Now, obviously, a yellow skip is going to change all of this drastically, yeah. but even still, like, uh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't play out. No mobility fast enough. This is your 14-point game plan. Maybe. I think. And in this case, I even went, you, you shouldn't go for biomes first, honestly. I, I did put that out of order. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna go for both faction tech, you should get Quantum Data Hub node first. Because the more rounds you use Quantum Data Hub node, you're, if you can control three or four rounds of strategy card picks, yeah. that's pretty ridiculous. I don't know that you'll be able to afford it. God, but. Or you can just throw biomes out and it just feels right. if you just get so rid of biomes, cleaner, you get the so good dreadnought safer. tech. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree completely that it, it just doesn't make sense to to try to make mo- both happen. Right. But then I've had a game before where I had a green no, skip yeah, and did. a yellow skip in my slice. Right. That changes the whole ballpark. Right, but you but you can't plan on that. No, you can't absolutely plan not. on always having absolutely a green and yellow not. skip. But yeah, I, and that's the other thing too. And to keep in mind in general as we're having these conversations and talking about these these paths is that we're kind of we're kind of again it's it's us so we're always trying to be as conservative as possible with the advice that we give you guys playing the game. Um, skips can change a lot of this Absolutely. pretty wildly. Yeah, yeah. You you have to completely throw this kind of advice out the window because you just. We cannot plan for every permutation of what kind of skips you get and what that gives you access to. Yeah, and like some people build really bad maps where like one four person, tech yeah. skips will be in like one slice yeah, yeah, or yeah. something crazy. So you you yeah, it is impossible to to account for all of that. And you should basically if depending on what skips you've got, you should reevaluate everything you think about what your optimal tech path is. Because the ability to skip an unoptimal tech obviously changes the context of what could be considered optimal. I think as an exercise, though, it's stronger to, like, if I'm going to play in, like, a week and I, for some reason, know what faction I'm going to play, which I used to be all the time when we were writing yeah. the guides, and now, thankfully, that is over. <laughs> I, I feel better about that. Yeah. But, like, when I was doing that, I would I would make the path that I was going to try mm-hmm. um, assuming no skips basically right, right and then once i'd assumed that it was a lot easier to like look at the board and be like okay well i know what i want to skip right in this path yeah well it, it just feels good because you know it'll work in the end definitely well we have six more races that we have to talk about right well where are we at we're right. at we're at 47 minutes in okay. up to this recording and right. I, I think we've got a rata to do you know, let's let's give them let's another. Let's call week. it an hour. Let's call it an hour. And uh, we got crazy last week, last and week we gave madness. you guys so much content. And I don't want you guys like to get spoiled, yeah. basically. And I'm I'm okay with stretching this <laughs> stretching this conversation out. I think tech has a lot of legs on it. Right. Uh, many many legs. At least fourteen legs. Right. 
so let's let's give some rundown and then let's dive into errata. What do you say? I like it when we do rundown in the middle. I don't know why. Oh, okay. So we're not doing a transition anymore. I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I just put a transition in here somewhere in like the middle of the rundown. Who knows? I have complete control here, Hunter. There's nothing you can do to stop me. You can go to Twitter for game updates and announcements. Uh, Space Cats Pod, you know what it is, baby. You can go to our Facebook, Space Cats Peace Turtles, for more announcements. And also, you can ask Matt a question at the middle of the night. <laughs> um, ask a buzz him, buzz his phone, blow his stuff up. Yeah. Just so you know, just so if, you know. If you if were you live in Europe, two weeks ago, I was working overnight shifts, uh, so I was answering European questions, and it wasn't a big deal at was, all. I was already awake, it, and he loves it. You should see him right now. He's smiling more than he's smiled in months. Uh, you can go to the subreddit Twilight Imperium. Uh, I don't know why I said that all weird, but we post there weekly. I want to go back to the Facebook thing. Because this was a fun part of our conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with Corey Kaneska. Uh-huh. Uh, when we were walking to our dumb spot in the middle of the hall to interview him, uh, I, I, we were talking about how I get asked random questions on our stupid Facebook. Uh, and he, you know, Corey is the person who used to answer rules questions for Fantasy Flight. Now it's Dane, because Dane did TI4, but right. Corey did the expansions for TI3. So any question that ever got asked went straight into Corey's inbox and he would have to answer rules questions all the time. And so it was just like a really, that just felt really fun for me. And I wanted to point out that I got to identify with the designer of TI. That's cool. I don't answer rules questions. (laughs) Mostly because... You hate them. I don't like them. And oftentimes I forget rules that like I forget regularly. Right. There are some rules I just straight up don't really know because... In my brain, where it says, oh, what's what's that rule? Oh, ask Matt. That's what it yeah. says. Like, in the dictionary, <laughs> my brain is like, what's a... Uh, so, PDS fire, when, when can I they, do that to? to other people? Right. When, when is allowed to get action cards played on it? I don't know. Anyways, we have a board game geek guild where you can uh, do more discussion, and we also have and a you calendar. you can check up on RoboFish. Check up on RoboFish. Actually, a huge... Uh, we got a lot of help this week from user Ska Baron. Uh, he went in there, he or she went in there and just completely filled up uh, posts with all of their most optimal tech paths. And we kind of, it's mostly stuff that we were also thinking of, but it was a very, it was very nice to have that on hand it that we cool could kind of double against, check ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, it really, really appreciate it. Um, I mean, we obviously just stole it and like, right. that's what Basically, we're using. Basically, this yeah, is We had his, no idea. Yeah, this we is, were like, this we is had Ska Baron's podcast. Right, so. right. But uh, but no, it was really good to check our work against somebody yeah. else and be like, all right, how does this check does out? This match up? What they've done? Um, email us uh, at spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. We take submissions for play of the week in this Imperium Life. This is where you tell us stories about in moment uh, in game moments that have happened. Uh, please send us more. We we're 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 starting to run low. We haven't been getting as many the past couple weeks, and I want more to use. So give us give us some awesome plays. Again, these don't have to be game winning scenarios. This can just be like a this crazy round three play that happened or whatever i don't care uh just give me give me give me juicy plays uh patreon that exists you just wrote that i just wrote patreon with, the, with an exclamation point um i think my explanation for uh the rundown just having the word patreon in it uh <laughs> is that it's i would say kind of currently in stasis but let me give you let me give you an idea yeah. of um when it. we're going to update that uh, Matt, you get done with this cur- awful, awful job right. on uh, September 13th. September 13th. 
Um, one of the first things on the docket for when Matt gets done with his awful, awful job is updating the yep. Patreon. We yep. have a new direction that we have been talking uh, about between the two of us. Yep. Um, and we are really excited to very, unveil very excited. it. Um, we want to do it properly. We want to right. film another we thing. We need time what the to thing is. put into it. So, right. and, and I don't have free time until this thing is done. Right. So that's, but, and honestly, to, to get ahead of ourselves too, that is also the status of the Gen Con video. Right. That's the other reason that's that's taking a little bit extra time is I, I have enough free time in my weeks to get one episode done each week. And then that is the end of the free time that Matt has. Yeah, but then September, baby. So just get excited for September. Yeah, yeah. September's going to be good. Uh, you can join our Discord for fun conversation and Patreon benefits. Um, you can rate us on your podcast app of choice. Please especially rate us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Um, we're just trying to get up in the Tim Cook charts. You know what I'm saying? We're <laughs> just, just trying, trying to, to impress Tim. Tim. <laughs> we're just trying to get Tim to notice us. Um, also, hey, what up? Hello. My name is Hunter Donaldson. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. I've got a couple shows I want to throw out at you. Oh, also, uh, my co- my comedy party house show comedy, those shows are done. They're done the, the season year. The season is over, um, so you will not hear me talk about those again until next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, was a great, amazing season. Uh, super cool final show, yeah. um, except for there was rain. A little bit of rain. But uh, it's, little, Portland, it's Portland-style rain. It was Portland-style rain. It wasn't a, a huge thing. deal. Um, and was it was a great show. Anyways, um, on September 4th at Kelly's Olympian in downtown Portland, you can see me performing with my sketch comedy group, The Love Boys, um, that show will start at 8.30. Actually, they just scooted it up for some reason, so now the show will start at 8. So that's going to be Hooray. when it starts. Um, another show uh, you can come to is Yolks and Jokes, which is a brunch comedy show. That will be on September 8th at The Lamp, which is connected to the Aladdin Theater in Portland. Uh, that show starts at 11.30. And uh, my normal co-host, uh, Jake Silberman, who is a very funny comedian, you should check him out on YouTube, um, he will actually be out of town this month, so I will be subbing in one of my fellow love boys, the very, very funny um, Milan Patel, who is another comedian you should totally check yeah, out on YouTube. Absolutely. Uh, that guy, in particular, I just feel like his style, uh, you're going to like him. You're yeah, going to really yeah, dig Space him. Space Cats fan will like Milan. Yeah. Let's thank some Patreoners. What do you say, Hunter? Yeah. I want to thank our Space Kitties, Jim Bob, Jada Paik, and the Cartographer of Chaos in Mac We Trust. I also want to thank the fabulous Chris O Show, Ambrose the Vile, and Daniel Bowley? Bowley. Bewley? No, Bowley. Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, here's the errata for this week. Uh, this one is from Gray Ice 34 from Reddit. Uh, this is like in response to our complete lack of Joel Nar us talking about right. it at all. You know, whatever. It's, you know, it's hard. Hey, it's hard. I think there's a very good argument. For two types of Jolnar I haven't seen too much of. I see too many Jolnar kind of sit back, grab PDS2, turtle, turtle, turtle. And they don't have to be played that way. Okay, sure, they can play extra knockoffs, but they don't have to. And when I see them lose, they tend to lose like the extra often lose, not really doing anything. Then the objectives don't really line up, and they just don't win. And it's sad for the best faction in the game. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two play styles I think need to be considered if the starting objectives don't play out right. The men tech. So you can just grab Cruiser 2. Then you can build some cruisers and go take planets elsewhere with E-Res siphons. If they kick you off, you get to siphon. If they don't, you get planets. It's very nice when the objectives are heavily resource-based and you need early resources. Plus, you can grab the planets you need for tech objectives, etc. You basically tax them a disgusting amount of resources if they get in your way. 
After that, you quickly swap to blue and pick up light wave deflectors like only Jolnar can. After that, you can show up anywhere. Carrier 2 with Infantry 2, Gravity Drive, and Lightweight Deflectors can let you drop a surprising number of infantry on any planet anywhere and fight reasonably. Cruiser 2 is a surprisingly solid tech for Jolnar. I like it. Uh, I like it I don't want to go ahead and respond to them kind of one, one sure. as we go. Sure. Um, I think it's really cool, the idea of like just kind of getting in the way, yeah. like gumming up the works and then taxing them for right. getting rid of them. Right. I, the only thing I get concerned about is anytime someone recommends like a strategy that involves like, oh, they blow up your stuff, you get some money. It's like, yeah, but the stuff costs money as right. well. So I yeah, mean, yeah. like there is... Sort- what was the net? I mean, your two cost cruiser and one cost... Let's call it 2.5. Right. Yeah. It, it was two two and a half dollars to make you four dollars. Okay, sure. That is... And they did get the turned planet. into trade goods, which is the best of right. all the currencies. Right. So, right. so it, it works. The other thing, though, you've done is you've made some enemies, and Joel Nahr, if you're not getting your early PDS and your turtle stuff, Joel Nahr are certainly very weak to I just, making enemies early i i uh i don't want to sound like i'm disagreeing with with gray ice's thing i actually think it's really interesting yeah um and i want to see it played i just wonder how the numbers kind of stack up because the other thing too is like i mean jolnar it's that that's that negative one i just i feel like if i saw jolnar trying to play like this i'd be like dude, dude I can that's squash not this. yeah like, yeah like <laughs> like yeah and then and then it all just comes down to like because the way it's kind of framed is like so they'll kick you off and then you get to siphon. Um, if you're doing that a lot, I could see that being, okay, cool. Like you're going to yeah, get a lot of, that's trade a lot of command others. counters, but then also that's a lot of, yeah, it, it is a economic thing. I wonder how the economics you're making money back. It. And yeah, I don't know. It's one that I want to try very badly yeah. because I'm very, in, it's kind of my play style, right? Is, and, and that's been my problem with TI4, Jolnar. Jolnar used to be my favorite faction in TI3. Yeah, but yeah, you're not so I'm hot not on so anymore. hot on them, but it's because I've only seen them really do the PDS turtle thing, and I want to do a little bit more attempts at like a let's get ballsy right. with Jolnar and see if I can get away with it. Right. Um, do you want to do the next one? Yeah, yeah. Is so the other option one? that Gray Ice gave us was the uprooters of Jolnar. Uh, if you really need to take planets, War Sons let you pretend to be Letnev. You just grab them and go bomb people off planets. Key again is E-Res siphons, as any attempt to deal with your uprooting gives you resources for more War Suns. Dreadnought 2 would normally be impossible with War Suns, but hey, you're Jolnar, you can easily get both. So the, the trade-off here, though, is War Suns do take you a second to get, because you ha- you, your, your tech skip ability only works on technology, right. non-upgrade technology. Right, but then you do get to skip, skip Mage in and go straight to Right, like- you get Duranium and you get Assault Cannon. That's cool. And then you get War Sun 2. So it's the third tech that you can get is War Sun. I say War Sun 2. I'm so used to talking about Moolah yeah. with War, <laughs> War so you, Sun. You get right. War Sun with Jolnar. Um, but then you're also saying have E-Res Siphons. So I see this as you get E-Res Siphons first. You do a little bit of get in the way or take as much stuff early. And then you get those War Suns out there to, to do some dirty work. I think that that can work. But I think it runs into the same problems that War Suns always run into is it's just really hard to balance a fleet alongside a War Sun without leaving it too vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it's tr- it's tricky to have enough stuff to make it work. And you're Jolnar, so you have even less of a chance of making it work. Like your fighters are pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, they can get to so War Suns pretty fast, but it's, the early game is the scariest for Jolnar. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if, if a War playing. Sun helps you in that early game. Right. Um, I like the general idea, though. Um, 
I get it, again. Yeah, I. These I are, think what this shows more than anything is what we were what we were talking about, like why we kind of were avoiding the conversation with Jolnar is because you could do this ten more times with different right. ideas because right. you can you can do anything and you should just do whatever makes the most sense in the game that you're in against the makeup of factions you're up against. You could probably take any uh, faction, like any style, Mm -hmm. and apply it to Jolnar. Jolnar has basically an equivalent of almost every single faction. Obviously, the only abilities they don't really have access to are like the production wonkiness of like Arborek and Sar. They can't really get to that. but no. But they can get to pretty much everything. Pretty much else. everything else. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jolnar is one of the ones where if you really want to have some crazy success with them, you gotta like look at what you're up against and plan accordingly. Like if your two neighbors are like extra and somebody else who's going heavy PDS, maybe you do rush for War Sons because they're neither of them are gonna dig into you, right? And your War Sons gonna clean up their whole PDS situation. Right, right. So, there, you know, there's always an argument for anything, and Jolnar's advantage is that they can choose which path they go down, and it doesn't take them very long. I still think, I think I've said this on the show before, but, like, I still feel like Jolnar is the strongest, like, Warsun case. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody else can get Warsuns fast enough to make any sense. Right. Um, so, I mean, we said, we even said Barony can get Warsuns fast, but the problem is, it usually takes some other tech to make War Sons viable, and Jolnar can get enough of that other tech to help as well. Right. So, let's do a play of the week. What do you say? Yeah, play of the week. I'll do it. Okay. I, I want to do it. Um, this is from BGG user Normative. I'm playing Mentech in a six-player game, and unsurprisingly, Jolnar is running away with it. He's at eight points going into the sixth round while I'm tied at seven with another player. Everyone else is even further behind. Jolnar has been parked on Mechatol for most of the game, defended by a battery of PDS on both Mechatol itself and adjacent planets, as well as a fearsome fleet. Having picked politics the previous round, he's guaranteed himself the choice of Imperial in the strategy phase, making his victory an apparent fait accompli. (laughs) Very good Latin. Good Latin, (laughs) me. Nobody's in any position to take either Mechatol or his home system, and he'll easily be able to satisfy any one of several unscored public objectives along with his point for Mechatol. Except. The rest of the table had forgotten that I'd finagled my election to the Office of Imperial Arbiter way back in our first agenda phase and had been saving the card, which permits you to swap strategy cards with another player of your choice at the end of the strategy phase. I steal Imperial and stick Jolnar with politics again, then quickly use it to score an easy two-pointer, spend 16 influence. Well, I don't know how easy that is. (laughs) It's kind of a hard one for me a lot of the times. (laughs) With my pillage-fattened pool of trade goods doubled by mirror computing. Since I'm scoring last, if we make it to the status phase, I know I've got to make my final point during the action phase to have any hope of winning before someone else does. Fortunately, the sole player had recently taken Shard of the Throne from my Arborek neighbor and left a single cruiser sitting undefended in a gravity rift. I've got two cruiser twos that can make it to her on my next action. And with two free rolls from Ambush, it should be a cakewalk. And fortunately, Jolnar immediately deduces this is my... that this is my obvious path to win and attacks one of her smaller fleets to take the card. At this point, I think I'm humped. 
because the only Jolnar system I can reach with any substantial force is not only defended by four PDS-2s, it contains a War Sun and a couple Dreadnoughts with a healthy fighter screen. But Lady Luck smiles. My Letnev neighbor, who's the buffer between Jolnar and me, gets greedy and attacks an ill-defended peripheral Jolnar system I couldn't have gotten to myself, winning Shard of the Throne. I pick Letnev's weakest system, a Dreadnought, a Cruiser, a Carrier, and a Fighter, and sending an attacking force of four cruisers and two fighters, Ambush picks off the fighters, but the combat ends up being a bit of a nail-biter. Because Letnev has a nice hand of action cards. A shield holding cancels my first round of hits, and once the fighters are whittled away, a Courageous to the end takes out one of my cruisers, as his goes down. Still, with three cruisers to his one Dreadnought left, he's exhausted his bag of tricks and superior firepower ultimately wins the battle, along with the shard and the game. Jolnar gracefully gives me a ride home all the same. We had a very similar game to this at the Gen Con tournament prelims or semifinals or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. With the the sudden, oh my gosh, let's all attack each other because Shard of the Throne is the craziest. Oh, I don't think I saw this game. In the this game. Was, this not, was the game I was monitoring. This was not a game. And the I last covered. round was dictated by everyone attacking each other to get the shard and it ended up being also this was the only game that almost went to time Mm -hmm. and it was like five minutes left or they were just going to straight up call it Mm -hmm. and so then some mistaken plays led to someone else winning when you know we had one player that like you know you would say could have should have would have won had they been able to sit and think about everything longer but it was literally like if i don't act right now time will run out and i won't win so i have to just do something right this very second and it ended up being a little bit of a misplay was this a player that had the ceasefire yes this is the ceasefire misplay yeah and so it was like kind of a crazy i mean it's unfortunate for that player but it made the six hour default game feel really cool because like that's part of i mean that's part of war right. to, to be totally honest is like this like last second decision making like mm-hmm. nope you just got to make a decision right now right too bad if you make it if you if you mess up you have right. to do it right now right and i'm kind of interested in just making that happen in our games in general like if if we do live streams i'm, I'm interested in the idea of like putting time caps on the live streams purely to encourage those kinds of situations. Right, for things to get bonkers. Yeah. Ceasefire is, we need to have a conversation about Ceasefire. At some <laughs> One point. of these days. Because Ceasefire is so interesting, and I wonder what, because I, rec- I recently had a game, the most yeah. recent game I played involved my neighbor, I gave my Ceasefire to my neighbor, and then they I forgot. was literally like, I wonder if he remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went for it, and he did not. And oh, man. And then I didn't know what to do. What's yeah. a nice guy to do? Right. Do you What's remind them or not? What's a nice, sweet boy not? to do? Do you remind them or do you not? I don't know why I went off into this tangent, because we are not talking about the play of the week at all. Well, I but... want to leave that question out there. I want to see what the community thinks yeah, what just do you as do? Like a random thing. What, if you made it to the, the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah. what do you do if you give someone your ceasefire and you have a feeling like they've forgotten? Yeah. Because I'm a little dirtbag, and I'll I'll just I'll play off. <laughs> and what do you do if Shard of the Throne is on the table and everybody has access to it for a win? Right. Whose job is it to like just sink fleets into a fight? And I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. How are you? You know, like that's one of those things. Like it's good to remind each other of the rules, but with ceasefire, you're literally like, all right, well, hey, remember that. You yeah. can stop. Well, that's me. the other like, that that's like the part of the problem that like Blarknob and his team had 
in moderating the tournament is like they're trying to moderate and say like okay now is the time in which you could activate certain abilities if you had them but they can't say it so suggestively to like hey hey you should do you that you should do your ceasefire right, right now like they kind of right. have to find a weird balance and middle ground of like do i remind them that they have the ceasefire or do i just right. kind of hold anybody want to do anything yeah no okay we're gonna move on then right, right. like Right. It, it needs to be little... impartial. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be impartial. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's the episode. Guess what? That means we're doing tech tech paths again next week. Tech paths. Part we got three. even more tech paths part It'll three. It'll happen. I knew it was gonna happen. I knew yeah. there was no There's way we were gonna just get so much. All Seventeen. Hey guys, seventeen factions is a lot, and breaking down every tech decision for them, uh, it takes some time. Yeah. So let's go. Let's get out of here. I have to go to bed and go work this job. That is too long. It's twelve oh nine a.m. It's twelve oh nine. I am a dead person. I have to I, wake up at 6 a.m. Do you realize that that's when we do this? Do you know that? Do you this, know is, th- this is 12 a.m. Sunday. N- now Monday. 12 right. a.m. Monday. I'm a dead person. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>